Hey friends, Mercedes here. Totally honored to be the owner of Into the Woods, a business centered around whole life wellness and transformative experiences, as well as a practicing therapist and coach. My life's work is all about creating spaces, literally and figuratively, for women to unlock their true success and have more peace, joy, and love in their hearts, lives, and calling. As a leader, yes, you are that leader I'm talking about, I can see you want to be more productive and in service to others, to have that work-life balance with more joy and meaning, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, right? Am I right? <laughs> I want you to understand and know that it's not just about your ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that you can slow down to speed up and step into your life as a purpose-fueled woman, and that it can be simple, but oh so powerful. Come on in. Let's walk this journey together, one season at a time. Let's step deeper into the life God created you for. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey there, welcome back. It's Mercedes again with Her Unapologetic Life. We are on, let me see here a minute, episode 140, and we are in a new month. And uh, I just, of course, love a new month. I always do. So we are fully in the new season, right? We are in spring, released the new seasonal capsule over my membership. I'm just kind of feeling this whole cultivating thing going on. And yeah, I'm just really excited to help you cultivate and release some of your inner clutter this month. That's what we're going for, aka inner critic. You've heard it before. I talk about it a lot. Uh, our inner critic is just really strong and really loud sometimes, and it depends on the season, right? So let's assess a little bit where you are in this season. I have pulled out um, an oldie but goodie, not too old, um, when a, a little um, kind of like checklist slash quiz I created a while back. And um, it was really to basically figure out which saboteur or which inner critic uh, was really affecting you the most um, in your mind and then of course in your behavior, right? Because our thoughts pretty much dictate the way we behave and act or don't act, right? And so this month we're going to go through those. Um, I found a fourth that has been pretty evident these days in us women. So thought I would start with the first one today and then we're going to go through the month. So there's four parts. Um, some people like to, to listen to all of them all at once. Some people like to listen to one each week. So we'll do a little recap at the fourth one, but um, this is kind of the intro. And just really to put it into context, what we're really trying to do this season is to cultivate our inner our inner self. So we're going to start with the inner critic and then we're going to go to the inner child and then inner wisdom. So just have some patience. I mean, I usually like to show you how to get from inner critic all the way to inner wisdom in the matter of a, an episode, right? <laughs> but these next few months going to be some snippets of some things that might be affecting you. Uh, it's not going to be super long, super deep and heavy, but just really wanting to get you to cultivate the garden of your life um, and to kind of get messy with me and in the dirt and really get honest about the, the your inner critic or critics if you've got a couple of them going on. And, um, you know, our inner critics separate us from who we really are. Um, you know, but we can, we don't have to, I used to say, oh, just, you know, banish the inner critic, kick her out. But it's kind of more like understanding her, making peace with her, healing her, uh, and then connecting with your, your, you know, essential self um, and you all, and your child, 
self um, to really get through it. And what's going to happen then is we're going to be less reactive, more connected. Um, we're going to be more true in our real identity, our authentic identity, not our default identity. Um, and we're going to act more like who we really are and who we really want to be. So when we're in situations that are anything, easy, difficult, fun, loving, hard, we're going to show up more ourselves and be okay with how we are, how we react, our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, all of it. So it's worthwhile to look at it. And so I hope that you enjoy um, the episodes this month. So we're going to start with the first one. And this one is one that I identify with many of my clients first is Miss Perfectionist. You know, we've talked about her quite a bit. So I'm going to list a few things um, and just have your hands out if you aren't driving or cooking. And every time you hear something that kind of reminds you of you, put a finger up, okay? This is what we're going to do this month. So um, let's have some fun with this, right? These can apply most of the time, right? We're not in any extremes, not all the time, not, uh, not like never, but we're looking at most of the time. So here we go. Whenever possible, I try to do something right or the best I can. If it's you, put a finger up. I have a lot of shoulds on my to-do list. If I think I can't complete a task the way I want to, I might procrastinate it. I hold myself to high standards and feel disappointed if I can't do what I set out to do. I get disappointed in others easily when they don't do what they say they will do. Now, if you've resonated with everything, you have one, you have one hand up already, okay? <laughs> Keep going. I get disappointed in others easily when they don't do what they say they will do. Oh, that's a bonus. I said that one twice. Maybe that's a Freudian slip on my part. <laughs> I find it hard to relax, especially if there is more work to be done. I love my lists. I feel more comfortable when everything and everyone is in their rightful place. And if, again, we're at 10, so if you need a few extra fingers, just take it. Um, it is hard for me to delegate. It's just easier for me to do it myself. And finally, it takes me a long time to make a decision. So let me know, you know, say out loud how many you resonated with. You know, if you've resonated with several or a lot um yeah perfectionism is around <laughs> it's around for you and it's just something to be aware of you know um it's when we get in that mode where things that we do or others do are never good enough you got to get it right we got to do it right just so or the world can maybe fall apart at least as we think in those moments um and you know sometimes um the other thing that pops up with this one is procrastination because if we think, well, either there's no way we're going to get to do it right or the people we're trying to deal with aren't going to do it right, we might procrastinate it or avoid it um, because, you know, it's just not going to happen. Other things that come up are guilt and shame. Um, you know, the other thoughts, you know, we could always do it better and then something would be better, right? Or we have to wait until it's perfect. It's another procrastination thing. Um, you know, it kind of keeps us in control. And there's so many, there's so many examples of perfectionism. I mean, looking at this list, it's just, it's, it's a lot of it is expectation of self and others, right? Um, but one that I see a lot um, in with my clients is a lot of them either were or are or would be if they weren't in the procrastinating or, or what I call perfectionism and rebellion, like I was, but really focused on measurements of success, like grades, you know, um, 
ways where they can see where they're they're doing good and they're being successful. And grades is a big one for school, right? I was talking with some friends and most of my friends have, you know, one kid in their family that's really into A's, really like hyper-focused. And I always tease that they're going to be my future client. And I was talking in front of one of the kids and he was kind of looking at me like, huh, I wasn't teasing him about being my future client, but I was, you know, talking about kind of like what happens sometimes when there's professors who on purpose refuse to give A's. Some of them are doing it to be jerks, and some of them are doing it, I think, to get people into the perspective of grades aren't everything. Now, granted, if you're trying to get a specific school, a specific program, I can see where it, it does merit more. And I think um, I owe my friends all an apology f- for talking about this because I think I make it sound like, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 not important at all. And of course it is. It is important for some things. But it's just an example of... What seems so important in the moment in our perfectionism and our in our worry, right, is later on in life nobody really asks for your grades. And um, honestly, if somebody put grades on a on a resume, sometimes it's like, huh. At least for me, <laughs> um, and it's just you know, it's uh, it's really then becoming like a person's self worth. Kind of like we talked about the identity, you know, like what is your identity, you know, getting A's. Is it your identity because of perfectionism or is it because you have like a work ethic and you you love to study? I mean, there's so many reasons, other reasons why people like to get A's too. Um, and then there's many reasons why they don't. But that being said, I, um, I also want to be careful when saying anything about perfectionism because perfectionists are really big on judging themselves and feeling bad about things. <laughs> so this isn't to make you feel bad. This is to make us all be more aware of where it shows up in our lives. Uh, I'm a perfectionist a bit more in some areas than others. If you saw my bedroom, you would think I was not a perfectionist. Um, but if you saw um, some of the things that I create and the different Google Docs I have, you would think, oh my goodness, a little bit perfectionistic. Perfectionistic. So this is just one of the big ones that come that comes up. And I'm, I'm bringing this up because as we're cultivating and as we're trying to release some things, perfectionistic ideas, thoughts, beliefs, whatever, are really worth letting go as we get more into being who we really want to be. And what I call, you know, that emotional maturity and looking at ourselves from a a different perspective than that. Um, And so I like to think, um, you know, when we're in perfectionism, we're kind of like um, rigid and we want to go to relaxed, right? And so, um, a little more on that that I wrote in my cute little quiz thing is perfectionism. If, if you ranked high in that, um, another way you might self-identify is overfunctioning, um, being efficient. And what makes what makes what, what, one question that would be really good to ask yourself is what's really going on on the inside when I'm in this mode, you know, when I'm overfunctioning, when I'm feeling like I have to do these things. Um, and what would it look like? to not be so rigid. And if that word doesn't apply to you, what word do you describe when you're in, in the misperfectionist mode? Um, and your inner critic is telling you, that, you know, you should be doing this, you should be, you know, finishing all these to-dos, whatever you should be doing that makes you misperfectionist. Um, what other words come to mind? You know, I thought of kind of like rigid, high expectations, worried, feeling guilt, pressure, some of those words come to my mind. And if we're heading from that to get to be relaxed, which is totally falls in, you know, the unhurried living that I'm prescribing over here, um, what does that even mean? You know, because being in perfectionism can be exhausting. So I know that y'all need some rest. 
So where, you know, where do you find that? Where can you um, create some more time to rest and to cut yourself some slack, right? You know, um, slow down to speed up. I talked about this a lot. If, if our brains are, that's another thing about our brains and perfectionism is we are trying to connect those dots and uh, it is exhausting. Um, and what happens then, you know, depending on the season of your life, you might be cruising along and doing okay with it, but then something ha extra happens or another inner critic pops up or, you know, you have a loss in your life or you have a breakup or something. Um, you just can't cruise along in perfectionism quite the same. Um, you can't ignore your body signals um, as much anymore. And that's when um, that high functioning anxiety that we have from perfectionism turns you know into some of those things we've talked about like racing heart racing mind fatigue feeling nervous a lot anxiety depression and all of that stuff so to wrap this up in a neat little bow today we're talking about miss perfectionist one of the four main inner critics that i see these days one of the four main like identities we can fall into when we're in our defaults when we're on autopilot when we're in our conditioning right and just wondering what what the other side might look like for you or why you might be sick of it, why you might want to cultivate something new. Like imagining, you know, you're going into the garden, like we talked about, you're getting the rototiller and you've got some of these perfectionistic weeds in there that have been there all winter, right? Because, they, you know, they look dead, but we know they have roots. And you go in there and you're rooting them up. What are some of the things that I listed? And if you want to go back to the beginning and listen to those 12 things, what are some of those thoughts that you're like, I'm just so done with them? And that's where you start, right? That's where we're gonna that's where you're gonna hang on to those. And you're gonna you're gonna wanna start with those when we um when we connect next month more with our inner child. And so yeah, for today I pretty much just had that in mind, you know, just to kind of talk a little bit about one of them each week. And so when you add it up, it'll be less than an hour for you to have to think on, huh, what, what inner critics are affecting me today? Um, I've done some things with inner critics in the past, and I really think that it's just worthwhile to look at again in this season. So listen to the list again if you need to. Jot down a few notes, pop it to the side till next week, um, and then we're gonna, we're gonna talk about another inner critic that often comes and um, hangs out with us women. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, short and sweet. I'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode, my friend. If you liked the podcast, please stop by and leave me a review. They really matter. If any of your friends, ladies who support you or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way. This is the season for you to say yes to you, to serve from an overflowing cup and to put practices into action that support your life and those you serve and lead. And for more updates and resources, check out the happenings at Into the Woods Spaces and Experiences by visiting intothewoods.co. That's into the woods, one word, no caps, dot co. Here's to living your best, most unapologetic life. See you next week.